What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Miriam Ortiz Epino, welcome to Wellish. I'm so excited to have you here today to talk about the chaotic mind. You're going to be my lifesaver. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, great. I'm happy to be here. So you are a certified professional organizer. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> that is just the coolest thing that that even exists. I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, there's an actual board of certification for professional organizers. And I was one of the first 250 in the country to um, be certified. Um, and that was like 10, over 10 years ago. Um, but I have to keep up CEUs. I had to sit for a test. I have to know my stuff in the areas of organizing, um, transferring skills, project management, and time management. So, okay. So it's, it's a, a well-rounded. Yeah. 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 That's so awesome. I love that. So tell me what is, what is it exactly that you do? So, um, I have combined things over the years, working with people to declutter and set up systems in their homes and their businesses. I realized that there's a lot of coaching and life coaching and mindset pieces that are missing if you only deal with the stuff. And so I got, I picked up some coaching certifications along the way so I could help people figure out what they want their life to be and who they want to be in that life. Mm -hmm. And I, then realize there's some crossover too with how people think about their money and how they deal with their money and the way they spend their money affects the way their clutter piles up or doesn't um, in a lot of ways. And so once I made that connection, I was working on my own money mindset to be a better business owner. And it all kind of came together that, oh, I could use this to connect that with my clients as well speed up the organizing process and get them a better result on the other end if we understood their relationship with money and things. Awesome. Okay. I love that. That definitely makes sense how they all, it all correlates and comes together. It's kind of interesting, the spider web of it all, how if you could figure out like the, how the basic bare minimum, it tends yes. to fix a lot of problems in your whole life. It really does. And I watch people struggle so much with the wrong part of getting yeah. organized. And then they'd be like, I can't stay organized. It's like, cause you're focused on all the wrong things. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I totally relate to that. So did you, what was like, tell me about who you were before you came to be a certified organiza organization coach? I mean, did you, were you always organized or was your life in chaos? And so that's kind of what led you to realizing that it gives you freedom well, and control over your life? Yeah, it turns out no one's actually born organized, although some people are born um and the way their brains process information, they like things more lined up and orderly, which okay. is not the same thing as being organized. So, you know, having a little more clear visual space and understanding what you have and being oriented is one thing. But learning to use systems and um, steps to repeat behaviors over and over is what is actually organization you know, using a system to get the things you need done, done okay. and knowing where that. the things you need, the tools to accomplish that, where those are as well. So I 
went through phases in my childhood. I've always liked lining things up. <laughs> I had a bottle collection <laughs> in my window with colored glass bottles when I was a kid because I liked the way the light shone on them. <laughs> but I'd be, you know, when my mom would say, clean up your room, there was a 50-50 chance whether I'd put it back where it actually went or whether I'd just stuff it all under the bed and call it a day. So um, it wasn't until I was much busier with school extracurricular activities in school that I realized I needed to, to keep things simple and streamline my processes. And that's when I started really looking at systems and how to set things up. My mom wasn't super organized, but she always wanted to be. So there was always lots of books and magazine articles and we would organize and then it would fall apart and then we'd reorganize. And I'm like, there's got to be a way to maintain it longer term. So I got in, interested in the systems things. And then every job I ever had, I was the person that went, oh, I can make this easier. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, and it sounds like it registered with you from a young age. Do you remember what your breakthrough moment was that you were like, oh my God, yeah, this is going to help me? I think it was when I was super busy. I was, you know, in school, I was making new friends because we had just moved and I was actually, it was probably before we moved. I don't know. I had, I was... <laughs> I was a cheerleader. I was running track. I was in student government. I was a latchkey kid. So I had to get myself home after all those activities and then do my homework. And yeah. um, it just felt like, you know, there, there's got to be a way to, to make it easier. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it was more of like a, like, it was it a learned thing or do you think there was just like something in you that you were like, Oh, it's a learned thing. Okay, Every one cool. of those magazine articles my mom had laying around, I read. Every one of the books. That's I mean, cool. I think I read The Organized Executive when I was like 12. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I'm a secretary, but I feel like there's a way to make this work for my day-to-day -day life um, if I was going to, you know, get some actual stuff done. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so what I'm curious about is that it can't be a one size fits all solution. Right. So how do you deal with that? How do you work with that? Well, part of it is because I'm so fascinated with it. I've studied a lot of different systems. Oh, oh so it's different systems that go into it. Yeah. It. And I've studied metacognition. So I know how we think. And I know that different people think differently. And I know that some people process information differently. And so melding those together into, oh, you're talking about this. This is the right system that we'll start with and see if it works for you. Mm -hmm. And I know how to help people develop habits. And so we work on actually following through. The biggest mistake I see people make is they'll try some organizing system or tip and they'll implement it. And then they don't ever think about it again. When really being organized yeah. is a habit. It's a constant ongoing curating and editing process. And it's a habit of behavior that you have to do over and over. You have to put your toys away. You have to rotate things in and out as they come and go from your life and your activities change. You have to practice that part of it. It's not a one and done. You yes. can't just put all your, you can't just fold all your underwear in a nice Marie Kondo drawer and then 
not put your laundry away and expect it to stay that way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, what yeah. I'm hearing you say too, is that you have to be intentional. And I think it's yes. so funny because I just for so long would overlook how many or how minuscule of things you had to be intentional about. You think that mm -hmm. you'll organize your underwear nicely and it'll stay like that. And then suddenly you're rushing somewhere where you're like, <laughs> rip through it all. And now it looks like shit and you've got to move on and then you leave it there. So absolutely. Yeah. I always try to say here too, that it's the essence of well-ish is that it's well-ish, you know, you're not going to mm -hmm. be perfect a hundred percent of the time. We really focus on progress over perfection here. Yes. And so I think that a really applies to organization is that you think that like, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a beautiful home that's well organized. I'm going to budget all of my money and be well organized. I'm financially sound, all of these things, but it doesn't last. I mean, sometimes you take your clothes off and throw them on the floor and suddenly right. your room is dirty. So what advice do you have? I heard you talking about like making it long-term, like how mm -hmm. do you bring that consistency in? Is that the habits and that you were talking about? Yeah. A lot of it's the habits. A lot of it is understanding that perfectionism thing. Like I can't mm. be perfect all the time. What is my good enough? It's establishing your own standards and expectations. You know, there's been various periods in my life where the underwear just got thrown in the drawer or mm -hmm. all the silverware didn't even have a cutlery tray. It was just in the drawer because it was faster to just dump the dishwasher rack into the drawer than it was to separate it. We could mm -hmm. still gather our forks and spoons to set the table in the evening, but we didn't have to separate it ahead of time. But it's up to you. How organized do you need to be to do what you need to do? And what are your standards? Some people need everything super clean all the time. Well, make sure you have cabinets and bins and drawers that you can put stuff in, in the in-between. So on those days where you don't feel great and you leave your pants on the floor when you got ready for bed, just pick them up and put them in the hamper the next morning. It's not the end of the world that it was dirty overnight. No one ever saw your bedroom except you in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, where are your lines? I'm notoriously bad at doing my dishes in a timely fashion. I got them to the sink. I put all my food away. It's not like disgusting. They get rinsed, but I don't do the full wash until Same. there's enough. <laughs> Yes. Like it just doesn't seem like right. I can't see the sink anymore. That's how right. it goes. Yeah. And you know, now I don't even have a dishwasher, so I have to do it by hand anyway. And it's like, is it worth running the water to do it or or should I wait to have a sink full so I can mm -hmm. fill the sink with water and soap? <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's cool because I feel like you're kind of saying that there's this stigma that you are supposed to be a certain sort of organized. You're supposed yeah. to look a certain way. Oh my gosh, which kind of correlates to what you said before we like off camera that there's so much bad information out there. Yes. And I feel like that would be like looking at these aesthetic videos online and hearing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, but it's uh, uh. <laughs> Instagram organizers. Um, Granted, many of my certified colleagues are are on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. But when you watch a video of someone decanting things, that's not organizing. That's designing. That is wasting time. I mean, most oh. things we buy at the store come in a container. Yeah. Why would you then need to put them in a different container? 
(laughs) That's just like wasting time. Like to a certain extent, there are some things that I decant just because it's easier or I people live in an environment where it's more humid and their food will go stale or get soggy if they don't put it in an airtight container. But it's for a practical reason, not so it looks cute. Exactly. And I'm all for cute, Mm -hmm. but don't mix up the fact that it's going to take you extra time. And if you're super busy and struggling to get organized already, get the habit of using and putting your things away before Mm -hmm. you get to the containers and decanting it. Because what you'll end up with is a bunch of containers on the shelf in your pantry and a bunch of things on the floor that need to go in those containers Mm -hmm. because you didn't have time to put all the cereal in the right decanter. And think about it. Are you going to pull out 12 heavy decanters to make dinner? Are you just going to grab a couple cans? Right. There's so much stuff out there too that just makes it harder to get at the stuff you need to do real quick on the fly. I'm about how to make it easy. I was just going to say, I feel like that is the key to success in this is that you have to make it as simple and accessible as possible for you. Otherwise it doesn't get done. And I'm not saying never decant. I mean, there's weird reasons. I actually take my gallon of milk and I pour it into little pint milk jars because I have a Mm -hmm. bad wrist and it's really hard for me to pour out of the big jug Sure, for my coffee. But again, it's for a practical reason. Exactly. Um, And my laundry, I have a stacked washer and dryer that Mm -hmm. I live in a very uh, practically a tiny house. (laughs) So my laundry room is just the stacked washer and dryer. There's no any counter space, there's no cabinet or anything. So I have three canisters on my washer for the detergent and stuff like that, because that's the only space I have. And I need it to look a little prettier than the thing. So there's one for detergent, one for borax and one for oxy. And it's like all right there. Yeah. (laughs) But those are the only three things. And then the bulk pieces are stored in the other closet because I have so much room. Right. So I like that too, just about, I don't know, like doing what works for you, doing what's going to be simple, doing what's going to make it so that you actually put the intention behind organizing, what's going to make that more likely for you to do that Mm -hmm. and not trying to feel like you're meeting some standard. It totally makes sense. And at the same time, there is definitely a place for using your favorite product. Using your favorite thing, whether it's a pen or you like the way a pitcher pours or um, some tool fits in your hand. All of that is relevant. Yeah. Just know that sometimes those kind of more design elements of it are just a waste of time. Yeah, for sure. And like you say, like if it makes you happy, by all means. But if you're not doing what you want if your house doesn't look like how you want it if the overall image isn't there screw Mm -hmm. it like stop putting so much effort into that yeah how much then do emotions play in organization because I feel like that's essentially what that is yeah I think a lot of it has (laughs) how to put this the the main thing is when you have when you buy a lot of extra stuff Mm -hmm. whether it's pretty or on sale or you were bored or you felt bad. It's all about filling a need. Yeah. Whether the need is I actually need milk for my coffee or I feel like crap and I need to fill this empty hole in my heart. (laughs) That's what's (laughs) happening. Right. Um, 
And I think in modern culture with all the imagery and consumer culture, it's just really hard sometimes to figure out your actual needs versus wants. And nobody needs a new handbag ever. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You just don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can use (laughs) a gazillion other things to tote your stuff about. You don't need a new handbag. Yeah. But you may need milk for your coffee. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You may Mm -hmm. need, um, you know, you know what I'm getting at. There's just such, and it's personal for everybody. I need art in my life. When I don't have art around, I mean, look. I have art. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's showing up all over the place because it makes me happy. Yes. But I don't need more art than fits on my walls or Mm -hmm. on my surfaces. I don't Mm -hmm. need multiples of things. I need things that speak to me. I have a minimalist capsule wardrobe. I have... Love that. Most things are very minimal, but I have a lot of books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and like, that's a good point that it's, you have to do what works for you. And that kind of brings us back to that idea of deciding what your good enough is. Yes, exactly. And cool. by the way, everybody, you are enough as mm-hmm. you are, you are as you are. Yeah. Nothing, no one thing is going to change who you are and how you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. God, might absolutely. feel better for 10 minutes, but it won't last. And I love hearing that from you because I just think that there is such a culture to have everything organized and perfect and pretty. And if you don't, that doesn't mean that you're less of a person or that you're less self-developed or anything mm-hmm. along those lines. As long as your life works for you and you're happy, it should be okay. Exactly. If the goal is happiness and personal success and fulfillment, what things do that for you. For some people, it might be decanting everything and making a really <laughs> yeah. lovely home. I'm not saying that's invalid. I'm saying yeah. it doesn't work for everybody. Can you talk to me about pitching things in organization? Like, I feel like the idea of getting rid of stuff can be so overwhelming and so stressful. And yeah. then emotions kind of come into play mm-hmm. that way as well. You let things pile up over time. Like, how do you start? How do you get started in this organization process? Yeah. So most of the time, clutter piles up when you don't have a good idea of what you want. And so Mm. you're buying all the wrong things or you think you don't have time to deal with it. And so you're getting worse and worse about making decisions because you're putting things down for later. Mm -hmm. I can't decide now. I'm too tired. I'll deal with it later. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll just get this out of the way for now. I'll deal with it later. Well, later eventually comes and it's usually when you're retiring and you have to downsize and then all of a sudden you have to deal with 50 years worth of stuff. Um, (laughs) Instead of later might be, you know, tomorrow when I have an extra 15 minutes. Um, And so that's that's the first thing you got to realize. And then you can start wherever you want. But people start with the wrong questions, I think. They start with, oh, I already have this. Where can I store it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's me. (laughs) Um, So there's a couple of things going on there. There's a little bit of avoidance in the fact that you bought something that you didn't even know what you're going to do with. Um, But there's also possession bias. Once we have something in our house, it's harder to let go of. Mm -hmm. So always start 
and think about practicing decisions. And the easiest way to practice decisions is to make the really easy ones. So it's not perfect again. You don't make the perfect decision each time. You start making better decisions each time. And eventually you get to the good decisions. I love that. When you have, let's say, a pile of stuff that's accumulated on the end of the kitchen counter Mm -hmm. and you go to decide and declutter it, just do a simple yes, no, maybe sort. Is this something I definitely want? This is a hell yes. I'd pay an extra thousand dollars to keep this in my life if it ever went (laughs) away. You know, you can set whatever crazy limit you want. Mm -hmm. Or is this a no, this is a candy wrapper. (laughs) <laughs> it got mixed in with the mail because I was bringing it in from the car. Um, you know, like that can go. This coupon is expired. It can go, mm-hmm. obviously. And then there might be like, oh, this is a permission slip for the kids. I think we sent another copy, but did we? I need to check. That's a maybe because mm-hmm. you don't have enough information to make an actual decision about it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are the only three choices you have. Is it a yes? Hell yes. I'm keeping this. Is it a no? I don't need this in any way, shape or form. I'm not even sure what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or is it? I need more information to make the decision. And that's a maybe. Right. Totally. And what about things that are you're like, OK, I can hear my boyfriend screaming in the background being like, you're a hoarder. And I'm not. I'm not. You're I not. will not claim that. <laughs> But I definitely am somebody who gets attached to things that I probably don't need. And so when I get into that decluttering Mm -hmm. space, I have a hard time moving things to the no pile that might have had some sort of sentimental Mm -hmm. connection to it. Let that be, you know, like an old Christmas tree branch that I snipped off from 2008 or a piece of clothing that has a good memory attached to it. Like, how do you start to break down those attachments? (laughs) Yeah, that's part of that filling the empty hole in your heart situation. Sure. Um, To a certain extent, there is never a time when the thing associated with a person you're trying to remember or that gave it to you are still connected. <laughs> That's a made-up yeah. story in your mind. Yep. <laughs> uh, once something is given sense. to you, it is yours to do with what you want. It is not necessary to pull that thing your mother-in-law gave you three years ago out of the closet every time she comes over. Mm-hmm. The second she left, you get to decide what you want to do with it, for reals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not yes. the shoulda, coulda, woulda, thing. Um, So things never actually remind you of the person and our memories are faulty anyway. The way our brains work is it never remembers it the same way twice. So keeping it isn't going to help you remember. Okay. But it's such a fine line between inspiration and gratitude and clutter. (laughs) So (laughs) what I want to do is do the yes, no, maybe. And anything that you've already noticed oh, yeah, I don't actually need this, Mm -hmm. but I'm having a hard time letting it go. That's a maybe. Until you figure out why it's hard to let go. Yeah, for sure. If you feel the hesitation. Yep, it's just a maybe. There's no need to put extra pressure on yourself to make a better decision or to make the decision your husband wanted you to make because that's the decision he would make. Yeah. It's every time you go through a pile of memorabilia, you will get rid of another thing or two. Mm -hmm. During 
COVID, I got rid of my yearbooks. Oh, wow. Really? That's cool. I was glancing at them for some reason and I started reading the notes in there and I realized I don't want this. I don't like this feeling. <laughs> like there was That's so interesting. much um, because it was so superficial. There was the people that were, you know, my really good sure. friends, a few inside jokes, but I'm still friends with them. And remembering exactly the wording they said all those years ago wasn't really going to make a memory for me. I feel like I took right. a photo of one of them and sent it to the person. I'm like, oh my God, look what you said. <laughs> that was but it. Um, I love that because I think that it it shows again what works for you. Like you mm-hmm. looked at it, said, oh, I don't like how that makes me feel. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't have a great experience in high school. It was that it was a little more misogynistic than I had recalled it in the moment. And when mm-hmm. I looked back, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yes. It just doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with me or the relationship I had with any of these people. Um, so there's that there's sometimes you can read a letter or something and realize, oh, I didn't even know that was what's going on. I'm reading it from a different perspective now that I'm mature and I thought it meant this and really I'm looking at it and it means this now yeah. in mm-hmm. my perception. And that's, that's the kind of thing word. you don't need to necessarily keep. Yeah, Having right. Said that, I do have, you know, a limited amount of memorabilia, but mm-hmm. I chose a container that I was willing to fill up and no more than that. So anytime I go to add something, if there's not room, I have to look through and kind of go, well, what would I like to take out? Mm-hmm. And it's a curated version of your life. Not everything that ever happened to you. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't have to have a memory for each stage of your life. Totally. That makes sense. I love the idea yeah. of limiting yourself to the container. I mean, that would make the biggest yeah. difference. Whether and it's a suitcase or a trunk or mm-hmm. yeah. Or a more archived situation. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it makes you feel like, okay, it's okay to put things in this box because I've told myself that I've given myself this allotted space to do so. And so exactly. like, where do I put it? <laughs> I have and, to store it. And now anytime you get something that you want to keep as memorabilia, you can leave it out for a little bit while you're enjoying it. And then you know where to put it. Yeah. When you go yeah. to clean up. Yeah, true. I love that. I, I'm thinking of a uh, sock monkey mug that my dad gave to me for Christmas last year. It was like one of those mugs that came in, like it has like the candy and cho- uh, yeah. chocolate in it. And I brought it home and was like, I know for a fact, I am never going to touch this. Like I'm never going to use this, but mm-hmm. I feel guilty getting rid of it because my dad gave it to me for Christmas. And I put it in a cabinet fully aware that I was never going to touch that ever again. And I knew ultimately I was probably going to end up donating it. When I moved this last time, it got donated. And I was like, wow, glad that took right. space in my cabinet. <laughs> so last the year. That's kind of thing. You make the hot chocolate, you enjoy the hot chocolate. You go, thanks dad. This was really good. And then you put the mug in the donation bin. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Because he didn't care. No. Right. He loves you. Right. Yes, I think that's the biggest thing. They won't love me anymore if I get rid of this is delusional. And if that is true, screw Mm -hmm. that person. (laughs) Yes, that too. Like if there's if there are that many strings attached to gift giving in your world, you need to reevaluate. Yeah, there's deeper issues. (laughs) Right. And sometimes people are clutter too. Mm -hmm. Often it's people that are clutter. 
and well, add to the other clutter because they're always giving you things out of obligation or yes. string with strings attached. Tell me about that. I want to know about internal clutter because holy crap, mm-hmm. like my my brain is the epitome of internal clutter. Like I feel like I'm thinking of a million things at once, going a million different directions. How does like talk to me about that? I have to know. <laughs> Yeah, there's no easy fix for overthinkers yeah, sure. anonymous. <laughs> um, a lot of women and nurturer types are very much overthinkers. Um, and there's some ways you can work with that. And mm-hmm. the biggest one I have found that helps is do brain dumps, like create some sort of master list where all these stra- stray thoughts that go through your brain, you have a place to put them, a safe mm-hmm. place to record them. So the spin stops a little bit. And then you choose your focus every single day. Three things, that's it. If you finish those three things, you can grab more off your list or your thing. And you start recognizing earlier in the process when things are not your work to do or are someone else's personal problem and have nothing to do with you. Oh my God, totally. You do not need to take um, other people's problems. You can listen to a friend whine and complain and work through something without taking it on yourself. But it's There's not your responsibility to fix their issue. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I I always see stuff out there in the world that I could fix. <laughs> it's not my <laughs> job at all. Like yeah. there's a difference between being a responsible citizen and and leaving things a little better than you found them if you see trash on the ground or something like that, for mm-hmm. instance. But it's not my obligation to then go wash someone's car because you see a dirty car or to um volunteer for yet another thing because no one else st- stepped up. You know, mm-hmm. there's times and place for the things in your life and the activities you participate in and the stuff that and the time that goes along with that and you get to decide but you got to get better at deciding or you're going to burn out and fry early totally and I like you had said that earlier and I think that that is huge for me I definitely think that I'm very I'm much more decisive now than I used to be but that Mm -hmm. was a huge issue for me and it makes sense that that would correlate to the clutter is that I would feel like you know, you can't, it's hard to make the decision. What's going to happen? I don't know. What if I make the wrong choice? The whole overthinking spiral. Yeah. Starting with the small things, getting better and building the practice of decision-making. Yeah. It's, and it's, um, it's literally a chemical reaction in your brain when you make decisions. Hmm. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I can never remember which chemicals get released and stuff, but it is, a feedback loop. So you make a decision and you follow through with it and then the world doesn't end and you're okay and you're safe and you can make a better decision next time or that same one over. Um, And it takes energy to make them. And so you do get tired and fatigued and the less things you have in your life, the less fatigue there is in making decisions because you've already made decisions. So Making a decision once. This is my brand of shampoo. I'm sticking with it till they discontinue it. Yes. Save so much time in the shampoo aisle at the store. (laughs) Save so much room in the cabinet, under the sink, you know, whatever it is. You can do things like that. Make bulk decisions or group decisions or picking your favorite things until they aren't available anymore. Mm -hmm. So that kind of reminds me of what you were talking about, about habits. 
Yeah. How do you build a habit? How do you correlate habits into being more organized in your brain, but also in like physical world? Yeah. Um, well, you have to decide what habit you're going to form and you have to, there's a whole habit loop that has to happen when you develop habits. So you have to know what the habit is, what the behavior actually involves. You have to plan for obstacles. So if you want to start walking every morning and you have a hard time walking, if it's cold out, well, you need to plan what your cold weather walking gear would be and have that easily as easily available as good weather walking, walking stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to plan on if you don't have as much time to take your usual walk, are you going to take a shorter walk or are you going to walk at a different time that day? Cause you've got a meeting or you've got to run a specific errand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you plan for obstacles or, oh, whenever I've eaten poorly the night before I find, I don't really like to go walk. So mm-hmm. what can I do to eat better the night before as well? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just plan for the obstacles and what will you do instead? And you don't mm-hmm. give up the first time you don't get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do it again tomorrow. Right. You pick up where you left off. You make a better decision. Um, it's not perfect. And you gather completions and you reward yourself when you've accomplished a certain number of completions. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I walked five out of seven days this week. I get a reward. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's just reading an extra hour. Maybe it's a trip to the museum. Maybe it's just cuddling up with the cat for a few minutes, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. That releases dopamine and that tells your brain you just did a good job. Yeah. Overrides the bad programming of you don't have to do these things and they will magically happen somehow. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. And I thought that for so long. And fitness fairies. And yeah, those things don't actually exist. Yes. They'll wave their wand and one day you'll magically... Transform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it's the same. You, you know, you have a behavior, you plan for obstacles, you have something that helps you pay attention to it, you have a reward when you mm-hmm. complete things. And, and again, I'm hearing you say you gotta do what makes you do it. It gotta make it easy so that you actually do it. Have the warm weather gear so that there's no excuse for you to make to not go out and do it. Yeah. People will laugh if you know when people say put your running shoes next to the bed. So you use them instead of your slippers in the morning. And then even if you have to take them off to pull on your running pants, you're still more likely to do it than if you got into your slippers first and shuffled around the house for 20 minutes first. That is so (laughs) true. Oh my God. Totally. And right. You would totally be more likely to go take them Mm -hmm. off, put on your leggings and then put them back on afterwards. Yeah. Set yourself up for success. What's the next thing I can do that will make this easier or better or unnecessary the next time? Absolutely. A lot of this makes me think of like the ability to set habits, the ability to make decisions, uh, putting the shoes by your bed. Like it just sounds a lot of personal development and learning about yourself. So how much of like knowing yourself goes into this. Cause like, I heard you say a lot that you have to know what you want. Yeah. It's a lot. It's the first step, um, that I go through with clients. Um, I have a whole roadmap to, to be really simplify your, your whole life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it starts with understanding what you want 
to create a satisfying and meaningful life around. Um, mm. But the cool thing is, is I found that clutter and going through your clutter and organizing and setting up your systems, it works both ways. So you can discover who you are and how you want to be by going through your things because mm-hmm. it has left clues about what you're actually interested in. Mm-hmm. And you might be cloaking it. Like someone that really wants to be a painter or whatever might have 8,000 crafting supplies because that was what was acceptable in your friend circle or whatever, or scrapping instead of painting. But you were just looking for a creative outlet, but really you wanted to paint. So getting rid of the stamps and embellishments and things might lead you to enough space and time to actually paint now. Interesting. Okay. So um, it works both ways. You need to have a good idea of what your your desired outcome is, mm-hmm. but you also might discover some things you forgot about or had set aside. Right. I'm so in mind blown by the amount of intention that goes into this because I knew that to be true. Well, at first I didn't know that. And then as I was self-developing, I realized that it wasn't going to be a magical transformation wave a wand. You have to intentionally start to put the effort behind it, but it just is so much more involved than I realized that it's not, uh, you first decide what you want, you decide what your enough is, and then you intentionally work on building the habits. You intentionally work on making decisions, and then you eventually are able to have the home that you want or whatever it is that you're trying to organize. And people do it backwards that they think, oh, I'll just clean up because logically you are capable of cleaning your house and organizing. It's like a simple thing. So you think, oh, I can simply do that. And it's going to make me, I'm going to do, I'll do it all the time. This is what I'm going to do. And and then it's not long term. When you have to redo it regularly (laughs) is when you know there's something out of alignment. Yeah, because once you get to the point where it's pretty set what you need to live your life, Mm -hmm. the life you want, you don't ever feel that pressure again. Right. I mean, I I will say it's not never. It's (laughs) almost never. (laughs) And, And tying it back to something I said earlier. I recently had my favorite shampoo discontinued and I had to go on a hunt for a new shampoo and it was horrible. Like it was, it brought up all the old things where I was buying the wrong stuff and the guilt mm-hmm. and the, oh my gosh, there's extra stuff. But it took a while to find the new, the replacement for it. Yeah. Um, and so that's the only time, but I can go years without ever feeling like I totally have to redo my file system. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't in 30 years. I yeah. have the maintenance that has to happen every year. Oh, okay. But I've never felt I got to get a new file system and then everything will be okay. <laughs> right. Well, and so when you when you originally get the file system, is that like a okay, I just got to like push through it, get it done or because I feel like a lot of what I'm hearing you say is that you can just do a little bit at a time too. Both. Um, yeah, you do want to set it up and it can be broken down into smaller chunks, but overall each system takes a certain amount of time to set up. Okay. So just setting the time aside, making the intention, okay, I want to figure out a file system. You, and then you just have to do it that once because you're going to regularly maintain it. Yeah. But the habit is to trust the system you set up, knowing that there may be a tweak here or there as you get sure. into it, but 
trusting that this is going to work now. And now I know where to put my papers and my information. And I'm not going to have to recreate the wheel six months from now when I Mm -hmm. see a new binder system that someone invented or some new basket system that someone invented. I already have my plan in place. And it doesn't even look the same for everybody. Like, no, it's not a one size fits all. Right. There may be a little bit of trial and error, but buying a new planner isn't going to make you a better time manager. Right. Using and don't fix a planner will help you. Yes. Yeah. And I love the idea of trusting yourself. Like it totally like, oh yeah, that girl has the binder system. That's cute. That looks like it works well, but yours works fine. And you don't need to take the time yeah. to redo all of the stuff to yeah. fit into somebody else's new cute system. I exactly. am obsessed with how much you are talking about not doing what you are supposed to be doing, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like such a big factor in it. I set up one client's file system on this big table in their attic office under an eave. Like mm-hmm. they had this really long table. I think it was like a 12 foot table and they hated file cabinets and they hated file drawers and they didn't have all that much paper but there was some stuff that had to be kept. And so we set up like piles, but they were very well designated piles. So there was like her investment pile and her credit pile and her banking pile, or I don't even think it was that developed. There was the re- the receipts pile or the statements pile. Mm-hmm. Let's go statements. <laughs> receipts were in a box receipts were in a box but the statement so you know you'd get your statement every month and this was a ways back so it was before everything was online and actually many of my clients don't do everything online anyway so everybody still has paper but you know january's statements she'd pay her bills and then there was a stack of january statements she'd put them on the pile and then there was a a paperweight on them she Mm -hmm. had these beautiful paperweights and then february came along and she would just pick up the rock and put the pot February pile on it. So by the end of the year, it was still in chronological order by month. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. And it worked. So yeah. why screw with that? Exactly. Yeah, totally. I love it. And so how does, how, in your opinion, how does organizing your life make you the best version of yourself? It frees up time and space to actually be. Mm-hmm. It's not just doing, doing, doing without thought. It mm-hmm. is a much more intentional um it's being in the moment as much as you can some people are very future focused some are very past focused some are more present focused but it keeps you from running and avoiding so you process emotions quicker because you're not stuffing them down there's space for them to be experienced there is um space to make the bigger broader decisions the more impactful decisions and a more meaningful considered way. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you sleep better. I mean, I, there's about 80 different benefits to living an organized life that I've found. Yeah. Um, and that's organized to your standard, not right. the perfect one. Right. And there may be toys out at all times and that's okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you know, there are toys and yeah. what, how you maintain your toys and when you let them go. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So can you walk me through your simple system process? So my overall streamlines um, solutions uh, is there's an online course that I teach kind of the basics of 
clutter, time, and and paper. But it's all based on the streamlined system that is my how to develop systems <laughs> system. Okay. Um, I know. Years. There's lots. It's a complex adaptive system. So there's a lot yeah. of years. Um, <laughs> but it starts with you got to dream and you got to declutter. Mm-hmm. You got to. I'm so good at grammar today. (laughs) (laughs) I understand what you're saying. (laughs) You have to um, design the system itself. So once you've decluttered the things that are left, what is your process? You know, you do your pantry and then, okay, what's my process for grocery shopping and cooking? The things that are connected on either end of a pantry, right? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do about meal planning and grocery shopping and cooking? Um, So you design the system. Uh, then you develop the habit around it. So, okay, I got the groceries. I'm putting them away. I'm putting them away where I plan to put them away. You design the system and designate the home and then you develop the habit and then you get to delight in the results. You get to just be like, look how easy this is. Yeah. I can be stressed all the time. I can just do this. Totally. Yeah. So what is, can you explain what designate the home is? Yeah. It's deciding where something will live. Oh, okay. Um, so got it. It's literally, this is the file where my bank statements go. This is okay. the shelf where the breakfast items go. Mm-hmm. This is the drawer where the silverware grows. I, I love my- how broken down this is like that. It's just, it covers all the bases so you don't get caught up. And then it does, it turns into the vicious cycle of not ever having it done. You think of all of the things that could get in the way to make your life easier. Right. And I think oh, good. probably the second biggest mistake people make is they bring new things into their life and they don't tell themselves where that's going to live. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of floats around and it's right. like, well, it should, it's laundry detergent. Maybe it should live in the laundry room. <laughs> and maybe that third shelf on the right is a good place for it. Yeah. Like, I have been trying so hard to get into the habit when I'm shopping lately of being like, I'm allowed to want this. That doesn't mean I have to have it. And that's hard, but. (laughs) Yeah, there's a whole bunch of questions you can ask yourself on that end, but I usually suggest people do the stuff at their own house first and just get in the habit of, oh, isn't that interesting? I know where I can find that when I need it Mm -hmm. and leave it at door until you are very clear on why you're buying it. Absolutely. I like it. So as I was explaining to you, Wellish is all about trying to become the best version of yourself. And I think a Mm -hmm. very common misconception pretty like on target with what we're talking about today is that there is this specific image of what the best version of yourself looks like. So I'm curious what the best version of yourself is. What is your idea of your best self? Uh, Let's see. The best version of myself is when I can be in flow most of the day, where I can feel relaxed and that I'm doing things I enjoy, that I'm connecting with the people I love, that I am doing some of my best work, a little bit of creativity, a little bit of exercise, a little bit of sunshine. Um, And, you know, all the, the things that go into being healthy are a part of that. Um, And I'd rather do a little bit less of many things than do only one or two things completely ignoring the other things. I like that. It takes me longer sometimes. Yeah, for sure. But you get it all done. I like it. Yeah. Well, to wrap things up, I like to play a game with my guests called Kind of Toxic, Kind of Well. 
because I think it really <laughs> highlights people like you who've got it. They're in line with their best selves or living their best life. And it brings a little humanity <laughs> yes. to them. So are you down to play? I am. So nine questions for you. Okay. What or who are you jealous of? No one. At all. Good. I love that. Every once in a while, a little twinge of envy, but I'm really not a jealous type person. Love that. When is the last time you people please instead of doing or saying what you really wanted? Um, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it might have been Sunday. What did you do? It was a family thing. Um, it always is. That's always everybody's uh, answer. It was... <laughs> I went to breakfast at a restaurant I don't like. Mm, okay. Yeah. Happens but I was fully aware that I was making that compromise to spend time with the people I loved. Right. Absolutely. I love that answer. Yeah. When are you selfish? Every day. Because selfish actually means taking care of yourself. Sure does. In what ways? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> um, I sleep. I eat. I exercise. I meditate. Awesome. I read. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> what do you find yourself overthinking about? Uh, business. Fair. I'm like passionate about running my business. And I'm always like, what can I do to make it better? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this or that. And it sometimes takes me a little while to decide which way yeah. it's going to go. And then, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Absolutely. What are you picky about? Uh, everything. Food. <laughs> People. <laughs> Um, I prefer to call it discernment. (laughs) Okay. I'm here for the word change. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm very discerning when it comes to music, entertainment, books, people. So would you say you you know what you like and you go with that or? Yeah. Yeah. I know what I like. I know what I love. I know what I want. And so every decision gets weighed against that. Awesome. That is so cool. I love that. That's a great skill. (laughs) It's taken years. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) That makes you feel a little better. (laughs) What makes you quick to get angry? Um, Stupidity. Fair. Um, And I'm not talking about everyday stupidity. I'm talking more about uh, obtuseness, like not willing to open up and look at things and, and see a different perspective. So not having like a growth mindset. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like it. What are you afraid of? Um, not very much. <laughs> um, I have random fear of heights. Okay. I don't know when it kicks in. <laughs> like I've been hang gliding, no problem. I took a ladder up to these ruins once and I it took me like 15 minutes before I could even start down the ladder. Oh my God, really? You're just like, okay, guess right now it's going to happen. Oh, I can't take the first step. And there's a whole busload of German tourists piling up behind me and I can't take (laughs) this step. (laughs) That's hilarious. You're like, sorry, my random bouts of fear of heights are coming in. Apologize. That's hilarious. Yeah. um, I'm just not a very fearful person. There's things I I won't do because I don't think I'll enjoy them, but it's not fearful. Like, if I'm afraid of it, I will confront it and figure out why and how and work around it. Oh, yeah, that's great. What do you not have empathy for? 
Um, not taking steps to improve your own situation. Cool. If you could give one piece of advice to someone trying to improve themselves or become more well than toxic, what advice would you give them? Um, declutter and look at your choices and how you're making your choices. I love as it. you do so. <laughs> Deal. Miriam, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was so insightful. I really appreciate all of your wisdom. Oh, this was really fun, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. 